This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 295. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 295. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mamas. If you are listening to this episode in live time, it's Christmas Eve. And if I get to be a part of your Christmas Eve, I am so honored. So for everyone who celebrates Christmas, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. I hope that you are having a lovely holiday, a lovely long weekend, and just enjoying time with friends, family, and the magic that is watching little ones open gifts and believe in all good things. So I want to talk about my biggest shifts in 2018. And I have to tell you, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I think it's really powerful to look back at your last year and really acknowledge what's happened and kind of take stock, give yourself some credit, maybe celebrate some wins. We often are just so focused on moving forward that we forget to look back and notice our own growth and progress and Sometimes when we don't notice our growth and progress in areas of our life, we don't realize our own power and our own potential. And so it was actually really fun for me to think this through. And I actually ended up changing things like the things I wrote down initially for this totally changed after I thought it through a little bit better. And so 
I think that it gives you a chance to be reflective in ways that can really shift your mindset to be like, oh, wow, like I really did grow in substantial ways. The things that I initially put down were kind of small compared to the things that I actually ended up leaving on the list as I kind of edited my way through this list. So there's five different things I'm going to address, five different shifts that I made in 2018. And some of them you've heard me reference before in different ways. Some of them I haven't shared before yet. And I'm just excited to dive into all of it. And I want to encourage you when we're done with this to do the same. And probably a few of the things that I say, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this thing that I did. So take note of those things. Give yourself some credit, celebrate. Let me know. I would love to know over in our Facebook group. I would just love for you to share your biggest shifts of 2018. I think it would be really, really fun to see how all of you have grown so that we can all acknowledge you and celebrate with you and see how you are such an awesome, fantastic, powerful, shameless mom. All right. So my first big shift of 2018, these are not really in chronological order. They're just things that kind of happened through the course of the year. So my first big shift for 2018, which was like the easy, obvious thing for me to acknowledge was that I made space for my future. And the big piece of that was I sold my gym. And so that was something that had been on my plate for a while. When I entered 2018, So when I listed my gym for sale, I thought that the sale would be done definitely in 2017. And when it became clear that this wasn't going to happen until 2018, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is hard and overwhelming and exhausting. And it just took a really long time. And it was a much longer, more challenging process than I had anticipated. And the whole time I was going through that process and feeling pretty frustrated at times and a little hopeless at times, I definitely kept thinking, I am making space for my future. And a lot of you have seen on social media, I posted a picture. I actually did a whole episode on making space for my future and why I sold my gym. And I had this truth bomb card that I pulled from Danielle Laporte's box of truth bombs. And the card literally says, make space for your future. And when I pulled that card, I was like, I am not putting this card back until the gym sells. And it was about six more months of this card sitting on my desk and me looking at it every day that was like, just keep making space for your future. And I just had to keep reminding myself, this is what you're doing. This is why you're doing it. And it's going to be okay. You are making space for your future. And that is why, because there was times where I was like, maybe I just shouldn't sell the gym. Like, is the universe telling me not to do this? Because it's seeming really hard. There's a lot of roadblocks, but I was like, no, you need to make space for your future. So Making space for my future was a huge theme in 2018. And I did that in a really big way with the gym sale going through. That happened in at the very end of March. And then there was a transition during the month of April. And then as of May 1st, that's kind of when I considered myself like full-time in on the podcast, even though the podcast at that point was over two years old. It was almost, I guess it was two and a quarter years old at that point. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, 
It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So for many people, for you all, it didn't seem like something new, but for me, it felt like I got to be in this space in a very new way and a much more intentional way because I had a lot more space to consider the direction that I wanted the show to go in, a lot more space to consider how I wanted to be serving you all, on what levels I wanted to be serving you, what I wanted to be offering you, all those kinds of things, which has been really, really fun and exciting and made space for all sorts of things like our free private Facebook group and our membership community over at Momentum Mamas. Those kinds of things have just been amazing. It's opened up space for me to do one-on-one business coaching. I'm coaching someone who's writing a book right now. I'm coaching someone else who's launching her HR consultancy firm, like just really cool things. I helped a couple different people launching podcasts. So making space for that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, so much fun. So that was probably my biggest shift of 2018. Like the thing that just really immediately came to mind was I made space for my future primarily through selling the gym. Number two, I started seeing other people's projections and insecurities for what they are instead of taking things so personally. 
And this has actually been a really fun one. And you are all welcome to borrow this from me. So I have gotten so much better at seeing someone's insecurities and seeing someone's negative behavior or negative talk and recognizing that it's about them and it's not about me. And so I'll give you an example. So it was shared with me that someone in my life who I don't currently have a relationship with thinks that I'm a very angry person. And when I found this out, I was like, that's so weird. And I wasn't angry about it, but like my feelings were kind of hurt because I was like, well, I don't think anyone who I know would say that about me. I don't think that I'm an angry person. And then when I thought through it and gave myself some space, space and grace, space and grace to think that through, I realized, oh, wait, that person's really angry at themselves. And that was really freeing. And I was like, okay, you know what? they can think I'm angry. That's fine. Like, I know that I'm not an angry person. I don't show up in anger like anywhere in my life. I mean, I have moments of being frustrated, but that's like when my printer doesn't work. Like I am not angry with any people in my life. So recognizing that was really, really powerful. And I started seeing that in other areas too, recognizing that people hurt people. And so there's been a number of people in my life this year who I've been able to recognize their pain and the ways that they have tried to harm other people with their words and their behaviors. And I've been able to identify really quickly, oh, wait, that's about them. All those awful things that person is saying about someone else, those are actually things they really think about themselves. So now I can be compassionate toward that person because they're really suffering. That doesn't mean that I'm going to invite them into my life. It doesn't mean that I'm going to make space for them or necessarily like, you know, connect myself to them. I can still have good boundaries around that, but I can recognize that that's why they're doing what they're doing and that their behavior is all about themselves and it's not about what they are trying to push onto other people. And so that's been really helpful for me. It's also helped me when I catch myself being negative or judgy, recognizing that that's what I'm doing. So if I'm judging someone's situation or circumstance, is it because of my own insecurities. And I was actually having a conversation with a colleague the other day, and we were laughing about how triggering someone else's success is. And we were talking about someone who's really big on the internet and the online marketing space. And we were saying, like, this person's success is triggering, and it's hard to follow them because of a handful of things. But recognizing for me, when we were having that conversation, I was like, oh, this is because it kind of pushes my own buttons of insecurity around success and around my relationships with success and growth and having to be in this place of transition, like selling one business and building a new one. That's a really uncomfortable, vulnerable space that I'm living in right now that I've been living in for the last year and a half while I've been selling the gym. And to watch someone else's success in certain capacities in this very specific situation definitely made me a little judgy. And so I was talking with this other person about it and I like totally saw that for myself. And I was like, oh, I'm judging this person because of my own insecurities, because of where I am having to like face myself right now and be like, okay, like if you want to be really successful with this, what are you going to do with it? So I've had to step back and be like, okay, like we're not going to judge other people's success and we're not going to, you know, put qualifications on that because that's just about when I do that, it's about me. And when I do that, I'm doing it to myself, not to the other person. And that's not where I want to be. So really catching myself and calling myself out on those kinds of things, that's been really, really huge. And that's challenging. But it's also helped me 
with, it actually kind of leads right into number three. It's helped me with not being as concerned with what people think about me. And so number three is I got way more comfortable with people not liking me. And so this even goes back to the person who thinks I'm a really angry person. So like, that's what they think. I can't do anything about that. And honestly, like someone else's opinion of me is none of my business. And so they might think that for the rest of their life. And that's fine. Like that's the space that they're choosing to live in. And they're choosing to be there is harming themselves. It's not harming me because I'm able to let go of that. I'm able to see that for what it is. I'm able to recognize that this person is the person who said that is actually the angry person. So letting go of needing to be liked is very challenging for someone who is like a through and through people pleaser, but being comfortable with not needing to be liked by everyone has been a big one this year. And part of this comes with taking feedback for the show. And like 99.9% of the feedback is amazing. And then I get like this 1% of feedback. And the 1% sometimes is so like outlandish that it's easy to dismiss because it's just like weird. Like I'm like, this person doesn't even know what they're talking about. But then there is a portion of that feedback that I get that's negative where I've clearly like offended someone or I've rubbed someone the wrong way or my beliefs are offensive or whatever. And I, not that I have to, I choose to internalize some of that to look at like, okay, you know, if if someone's reacting to my content in this way, like, what do I want to do with that? Do I want to change things? Do I not? And do I want to be dismissive? Do I want to acknowledge it? There's like always, always like these decisions around it. And I've gotten way more comfortable with being like, you know, I don't need to be for everyone. And when I look at people who I really admire and the empires that they've built and the platforms that they stand on, they all have polarizing opinions to some extent. They all stand for things that not everyone stands for. So I've gotten way more clear around the idea that like, I'm not for everyone and I'm not going to let that make me smaller. And so I'm going to let myself be as big as I want to be and build as big of a platform as I want to build. And if that repels some people, that's okay. And that actually just by nature, that's going to happen. There are going to be people who are like, she is totally not for me. And that's fine. That's completely fine. And some of those people are going to write reviews and some of those people are going to send me emails. And some of those people are like going to give me crap about like my website being ugly and like just weird things. And all of that, I can be like, cool. Like, I don't need you to appreciate me. You know, like that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for everyone to like me. I'm here to serve those who are ready to be served in a certain way. And I know that enough of you are getting enough value that I can sit with that and feel really good about that. And that's a hard point to come to. And I want to encourage you if you are in a place in your life where, you know, I think this is common in any work environment where you're like, so I just can never please someone. So I can never please my boss or my coworker or my director or my manager or whatever to let go of that and be like, that's okay. I don't have to. (laughs) I have proven my worth in other ways to other people that matter. And it's not my responsibility to make everyone like me. Because literally, if it's none of your business, what other people think about you, then it alleviates you of all that responsibility to make people like you, to make people approve of you, to like get everyone on your side. You have no responsibility to do that. Just be aware of why you do what you do and be aware of what you stand for And as long as you can stand in that and stand in your power and stand up for yourself in that space, then you're good. And let whoever you're going to repel be repelled and let whoever you're going to attract be attracted because the people that you're going to attract, like that's who you want to be spending time with anyways, right? That's who you want to carry with you. And that's who you want to be carried by. The people that you're going to repel, that might shift over time and it might not. 
and that's okay. All right, number four. I started recognizing and learning about racism and privilege on a much deeper level. And I will tell you, this is probably the most uncomfortable thing I've done in 2018. And I haven't talked about it much because I'm still really uncomfortable with it because I'm so afraid of saying the wrong thing of my position or my perspective being really white and privileged. And I don't want to come from that place. And so I've been really quiet about it. But I've been doing a ton of reading and learning and listening and following of women of color on social media. And I've been inviting women of color on my show. And I just want to be in a space with more and more people who are not the same as me. And it feels a little weird. I guess awkward and uncomfortable would be good words for describing this. It feels awkward and uncomfortable to talk about this out loud because I do fear judgment (laughs) as much as I just said, totally fine with everyone not liking me. I am very conscientious of not wanting to be offensive in any way around this conversation. And so it's not so much about being judged or people not liking me as much as it is about, I don't want to be offensive and I want to be really conscientious of my position in the world as a privileged white woman and how different that position is than any person of colors. And so what I've been doing is just a lot of intaking and consuming of information to try to figure out like, how do I want to talk about this? How do I feel about this? Like, how can I recognize this? How can I own my position of privilege in a way that doesn't feel gross? And that's a lot of it for me. Like, I just don't want to feel gross. I don't want to be a gross white person. And so a lot of it has been about learning, researching, reading. A lot of it has been taking responsibility for who I share space with. And like my show is not a show just for white women and white life coaches to come on. And that's who I tend to attract. So I've been really conscientious about reaching out to people who look different than me, who have different stories than me, who have different stories than a lot of people that I attract because I want people to be able to see the power in all of our stories and especially the power in the stories of the people who look different than us and have had different experiences than us. And so I have read a ton of books and I really want to do an interview. There's someone specific who I have in mind that I want to have a conversation very specifically about race on the show, which like just immediately gives me diarrhea to think about because I feel such a huge sense of responsibility in opening the door to that conversation in this space. And again, I just don't want to do anything offensive and be like the privileged white person. (laughs) So I'm like so conscientious about how easy it would be to mess it up. But I also think that I am doing none of us a service if I don't use this platform to discuss the reality of racism. And if I don't give women of color an opportunity to share their stories and be loud and powerful and have the same opportunities to have the same purpose that I have, which is to share a message and be really present in communities and building amazing, powerful communities. Another thing that I did along these lines is I hired a new business coach and joined her coaching group, which is over 50% women of color in that group. And so I'd say there's probably 50 or so of us in that group. And it's mostly not white women. (laughs) And that was a really conscientious choice on my part, 
And I've talked with her about that. So my coach is Rachel Rogers, and she was on the show a while ago, last month, I think. And her episode was called Million Dollar Badass. She's amazing. I love her. I adore her. And I've had some really great conversations with her, which have been really helpful to me because it's helped me get a little bit of confirmation that like I'm doing okay. (laughs) Like it's okay to have these conversations. And like, I almost felt like I need like a woman of color to give me permission to talk about this because otherwise am I just a white woman yelling into space? And I didn't want to be that person. So this has been something that's really challenging and I don't know how to go about it. And I'm still really wrapping my head around it, but you're going to hear more about it in the new year. I'm going to be talking more about it. I'm going to put together a list of book recommendations and people to follow on social media. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. One of the biggest things that I've learned this year is that it's not 
people of color's job to change their circumstances. It's white people's job to change their circumstances because we have the power. We have the voting power and we have the money. And like you can argue your way around that in a million different ways. And I'm sure some people hearing me say that will try to do that. But the reality is decisions in this country are made by white people who have money, mostly men. And so let's just be really clear on like that reality and really honest about that. And then we can look at how we need to go about changing that and how we can have conversations around that. And I think that that's going to be a big part of what I want to do in the new year is helping other white women. I know there's so many women like me who are like, I want to be helpful. I don't know how. I feel weird. It feels awkward. I'm so afraid of stepping on someone's toes. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Like, how do I say my piece? Do my thing? Like, where do I contribute? Where are the lines? And so I think that the first thing is just recognizing that it's not people of color's job to change their circumstances. It's our job. It's white people's job. When I say our, I'm speaking about like middle-class white women like myself. It's our job to hold that space and create opportunity and give women of color. I'm speaking specifically about around women of color because I work with women, but to give women of color those positions of power those places to share their voices, to share their stories. And I have an opportunity to do that on the podcast. And I'm really going to be working on doing that in the new year. I've already started that, but I'm going to be continuing to work on that. So that's a really big one for me. And if anyone thinks that I've just been completely offensive in explaining that, please let me know. I will say one of the things that's been so, so helpful to me is watching Glennon Doyle navigate this. I'm a longtime fan of Glennon Doyle and all of her work. And I watch her on social media, how she interacts in conversations. And people call her out frequently in conversations in really gentle ways to say like, hey, the way you just framed this actually sounds racist or classist or whatever, you might want to say it this way instead. And she always is like, oh my gosh, you are totally right. Thank you so much for teaching me. I always want to learn more. And that has been really helpful for me. Like it gives me goosebumps to say that because it's so eye-opening to see someone do that so gracefully, to accept feedback so gracefully. And instead of being defensive or needing to prove themselves as right, to just be like, oh my gosh, I really appreciate you telling me. Like, please keep teaching me. Show me the way. Like, I want to know more and I want to learn more. And so like, never feel like you can't give me feedback. Now that said, like, be constructive in your feedback. <laughs> like, be reasonable and understand that, you know, if I'm coming from a place of good intent, like acknowledge that maybe. And then I'm more than happy to listen. I'm not like here to get in like a defensive yelling match. So there's that. Number five, my fifth shift in 2018 is I've changed my relationship with alcohol. And I have not talked about this on the show at all. I saved like these last two for the best for last. I think they're like maybe like the secrets that have been going on behind the scenes. So I changed my relationship with alcohol and not so much in that I am drinking less. I talk about alcohol in a different way. And I have to credit Andrea Owen for this. She talked about the culture around drinking for moms in the interview that I did with her over a year ago. She has a show called Your Kick-Ass Life, a podcast called Your Kick-Ass Life. In the interview I did with her, so I'll link to it in the show notes. She talked about numbing behaviors and specifically around food and alcohol. But what was fascinating about that for me was the context in which she talked about alcohol. And she's someone who is now in recovery from alcohol. She doesn't drink at all. And she talked really openly about her recovery and about the culture of drinking for women and for moms. 
And that was really eye-opening. And I've actually had a couple people bring this up to me in different ways, and some of them more constructive than others. I talked about this a while ago that like I got a really nasty email about this early on in the show that was really not constructive. So I'm not going to revisit that at this point. But I appreciate people who are showing up and having this conversation in graceful ways. And Andrea is definitely one of those people. And I'm seeing it happen more and more often. And it's probably another thing I'll be talking about more in 2019. But I don't want to be promoting the use of alcohol for numbing or for escape from motherhood or for coping. And I think that that happens a lot. And I think we need to acknowledge that the liquor industry is a male-driven, highly profitable, multi-billion dollar industry that markets specifically to women to help them cope and numb and escape. And so that is not at all to say that you can't have your glass of wine or your cocktail or whatever you want. But when you're out there on social media talking about how you can't wait until five o'clock because you need your mommy juice, you're perpetuating a culture around using alcohol for numbing and for escape and as a coping skill that doesn't help anyone. And the thing is, you actually are stronger than that. Unless you are like legitimately an alcoholic and you have that genetic predisposition, you're stronger than that. And you don't need a drink to help you be a good mom. And I think that a lot of us have in many ways created a mindset around using alcohol as a way to be more patient and like a more loving mom between the hours of like 5 and 8 p.m. or maybe a better partner or whatever. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that we tell ourselves like, oh, I couldn't do that sober. I mean, this is, I will tell you, like for years when I was teaching boot camp, people were like, you should totally teach Zumba. And I was like, oh my God, I would need to drink like seven shots of vodka first. So we have these ideas in our head about like, oh, I could only show up in these certain ways in my life if I have a drink first or multiple drinks first. And that's just not true. And these are stories that we've told ourselves and we need to stop telling ourselves because These stories are ways that we make ourselves play small, stay small, and minimize our experiences and minimize our existence. So when I talk about, and I wish I've talked about at length, how we minimize ourselves by overly being overly apologetic and saying sorry a million times a day for things that we don't need to apologize for, or we minimize ourselves for the way that we interact with people in the workplace, or we minimize ourselves by like claiming ourselves to be a hot mess. All those things that make us look little to others and make us look little to ourselves keep us playing small. And alcohol is one of those things. When you promote alcohol as a crutch or you cling to alcohol as a crutch in front of your friends, in front of your kids, in front of your partner, on social media, you're keeping yourself playing small. And I'm not cool with that. So that's not to say like there's still pictures of me drinking wine on Facebook and and Instagram, but it's like, hey, I'm out to dinner for celebrating whatever. And there happens to be a glass of wine in the background. It's not like made it through the day. Now I have to parent. Oh my God, like pour the wine. It's not that kind of stuff. It's not like hashtag wine me, which I used to say all the time. (laughs) So that's been a big shift for me in 2018 is really looking at what I want my relationship with alcohol to look like and how I want to put my relationship with alcohol out to the rest of the world and how I want to promote the use of alcohol among women and among moms. So if we ever meet in person, I would love to get a glass of wine with you. But not because I need a glass of wine to be a good mom or not because I need a glass of wine to be powerful or funny or fun. Just because like sometimes I like to have a glass of wine. So I think there's a really big difference between the way that that's framed. And I hope that 
some of you can see that. And I hope that's valuable. I think that this might be striking a chord with some of you. And if so, I would love to know because I think there's a lot of room for a bigger conversation around this. And we'll definitely be talking more about it in 2019. So those are my five biggest shifts in 2018. I would love to know yours pop over to Facebook, to our private Facebook group. You can go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. Let me know what your biggest shifts of 2018 were. I would be so excited to hear them. And again, if you're listening to this in live time into this Christmas Eve, Merry, Merry Christmas, wishing you the most magical of holidays. And I cannot wait to be back here next week with you on New Year's Eve, where I have another fun end of year episode planned. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.